Hello everyone, today we will be studying the final chapter of Sefer Yeshua for February 24th, Shabbos, beginning Sefer Shoftim, tomorrow, Sunday. We finish one book, move on to the next. This Nach Yomi cycle is relentless. No breaks, no stops, no rests. We continue to learn and join the journey through Tanakh. The last chapter is another speech from Yeshua. How does it differ from the first speech? And it seems uh, that perhaps the first speech was perhaps relegated to the leaders, and this is maybe to more people. It sounds like The location is also uh, more specific. They do meet at a city of Shechem, which is an important city, for sure, as we will note at the end of the chapter. You will see why, but Shechem is an important city, uh, a lot of Jewish history happens there. Again, in terms of when it came into the hands of the Jewish people, it seems like it was in the hands immediately upon their arrival into Israel. They, they arrive in Shechem, which is near Yericho. So what does Yeshua say in this speech? Yeshua gathers everyone to the city of Shechem. He calls to the elders. He says to the nation, So what Yeshua is going to do now, is go through the history of the Jewish people, which is pretty similar to what Moshe does also, you know, one time in Sefer Devarim, where he goes through the history. So Yeshua says, God is set on the eastern side, uh, on, sorry, behind the Euphrates River, where your father's Tarech Avram were there. Tarech was serving idols. And Hashem said, I took your father. This makes it sound like Hashem handpicked Avram which is definitely your impression as well when you read the Torah. Right? Avram does nothing. And the first thing we hear about Avram is, Hashem gives the command to go to Israel. Right? It says, I took your forefather and led him throughout Israel. And increased his children. I gave him Yitzchak. So it actually makes no mention of Yishmael. Because remember, Yishmael is not considered, no, no longer considered a descendant of Moshe Rabbeinu. However, to Yitzchak, he gave Yaakov and Esav. Esav did have a chance to be called descendant of Yaakov. Had he fallen his way, Esav actually got a portion, which referred to as Har Esav. A really great summary. And I sent them Moshe and Aaron, and I caused plagues to the Egyptian people. And then I took them out of Egypt. And they went to the Yam. And the Mitzvah chased after them with, with their chariots. And they cried out to Hashem, I made darkness between them. That's referring to the clouds. And the sea came and covered them. And you saw everything that I did. They stayed in the desert for many days, which is another way of saying 40 years. And I brought them to the Eretz Amiri on the eastern side of the Jordan River and they did battle. And I gave them and they inherited that land. And then Balak, got scared and did battle, and he called to Bilam to curse us. But I did not allow Bilam to curse us. You see what it really is, that whole Parsha, in terms of not allowing Bilam to curse, pretty, if you made it into Yeshua's very abridged summary, I mean, even the, you know, there seems to be a lot that's missing from his summary, but Bilam and Balak make it. And Hashem says, I did not allow Bilam to curse, and I blessed him instead. And you passed the Yardin, and you went to Yericho, so no mention of Korach, no mention of the spies, golden calf, no need. And I, so we quickly go on to their stage in Eretz Yisrael, and I sent before you the Tzira, some sort of um, 
creature that caused Tagarish Isab, the enemies, to run away. But you didn't even have to do that much. And you, and you said all there, basically you were able to enjoy the buildings that were built by the people before you. You are able to enjoy the vineyards that you didn't plant. Now Hashem, Yeshua goes and says, fear Hashem. So why exactly is, uh, is Yeshua going through the history of the Jewish people? Why was that necessary? So a lot of it has to do with to appreciate what they have. Know where you come from. That is always very important. That although they are the first nation to enter Israel as a people, don't think they are a new nation. That that Judaism sort of begins with them. It starts with Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Yes, the Torah doesn't start with them. That begins with Moshe Rabbeinu. But you got to always start from... Avram Avinu. So Yeshua says, Fear and Hashem And apparently they had collected in all of their spoils from the victories. There might have been some idols, some getchkes. Remove them from your hand. So here's a crazy, very difficult to understand. Yeshua says like this, If it is evil in your eyes to serve Hashem, Choose today, who are you serving? Are you serving the God that your forefathers served? Or are you serving the God of Emory? And the nation responded, God forbid, like would we abandon Hashem? Hashem is with us who took us out of Egypt. It sounds like from here that the history speech was in order to inspire them out of a feeling of of thanksgiving to Hashem. And we will do to Hashem because of all of His signs. He will protect us from these nations. And because we keep His ways, He will divorce these nations from this land. So the question is, what exactly is Yeshua doing here? Why is he making it as if they have a choice? And do they have a choice? Didn't they swear at Matan Torah, Nasa Benishma, that they're going to receive the Torah? What does it even mean? Choose today. So a few explanations. The one explanation, which, I, which is really uh, the most, um, it explains the verses the best, but it happens to be not the most conventional explanation. But he says like this, he says that when the Jewish people accepted the Torah at Har Sinai, God placed a mountain over their head. As if they had no choice. Yeshua is saying, now, after all of history, you're entering the land of Israel. We believe that now is the time to choose to accept the Torah. No longer does one have to feel forced after seeing all the miracles, and that's what the Jewish people respond. However, Yeshua is not pleased with their response, even though they said, God forbid, we're going to serve other idols, and all that. But it, it sounded like they only did it so that way they'll merit protection. So Yeshua continues in verse 19, but Yeshua said, you will not be able to serve Hashem. For he is a holy Hashem. He's a jealous God. He'll not forgive you for your bellies. If you forsake Hashem, he will turn and act harshly. What was bothering Yeshua was that don't just do it for the purpose of protection. And the people said, no. In Pasuk, Nothing to talk about. You will be You've now chosen to serve Hashem. Remove the evil, the 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 idols from your mix, lean your heart towards Hashem, and the nation said, Navoid Na'avod, which is very similar to Nasa, we will do, Ubekal Nishma, we'll listen to his voice again, Ubekolo Nishma, Yehoshua, and Yeshua made a treaty for them, and he made some sort of chok, umishpat, he set down decrees and laws in Shechem, what sort of decrees? So the Gemara says, 
Well, Rashi interprets it means that he reviewed the commandments of the Torah. The Gemara says that he made ten enactments that facilitated cooperation amongst those that settled in the land of Israel. Like, for example, Yeshua enacted that people may graze their flocks in privately owned forests. People could walk through farmland after the harvest. Now that the Jewish people are going to be living together, he created these enactments that their living together is different than all other living togethers. They're not going to be as strict as others regarding their neighbors and how neighbors feel in other neighbors' yards. That was a big part of it. Yeshua wrote these words. Which words? Some say he wrote the book of Yeshua. And what does he place it? He places it in the same place of the Sefer Torah, in, those, in the Mishkan. And he takes a big stone, he, he puts it beneath the doorpost that was in the base of Mikdash, the Mishkan. And Yeshua says to the nation, this stone will be for us an aid, for a testimony, that we listen to all the words of Hashem. Lest you deny that you made this choice. And Yeshua sent the nation back to their homelands, to their territories. Yeshua dies, but refers to him as the servant of Hashem. Some say Yeshua wrote about himself, Ever Hashem. No, Hashem, Hashem commanded Yeshua to write this, Ever Hashem, which is fascinating because the only time we ever heard Yeshua, he was an, a servant of Moshe. And Moshe was the Ever Hashem, but Yeshua at the end of his life gets the accolade that he's also referred to as Ever Hashem. And they buried him in the heart of Ephraim. And the Jewish people served Hashem all the days of Yeshua. The main, one of the main things to take away from Yeshua is that it's really, besides one story, is the most up, one of the most uplifting books we have in Tanakh. You have Yeshua, everyone just listens to every word he says. Again, we have the one story of Achan, but other than that, Hashem is constantly with the Jewish people. So many conquerings took place, the division of the land. Okay, one little complaint Yosef had, um, Menashe and Ephraim had about their lands, but again, it's just like, Great, the Jewish people are doing what they're supposed to do. But let me tell you something. Come back tomorrow because it's all downhill. And what what are the last psukim? I, I find this one of those beautiful way to end any safer. The bones of Yosef that they brought from Mitzrayim, they buried in Shechem. In the portion that Yaakov bought from Bnei Chamar Shechem. And it was to Bnei Yosef as an Achla. So they bury Yosef. Remember, one of the last things that happens in Sefer Beishah is the first thing Yosef commands them to bring my bones. And he specifically did not want them to travel right away from Egypt to Israel because he wanted them to realize that they will eventually end up in Israel. They entered in Israel and they returned the bones to Shechem. And what's so meaningful to bury Yosef in the city of Shechem is that's the city he was sold from. That Remember, he goes to see his brothers in Shechem. Okay, they were in a little bit of a suburb next door. So the city that he was sold from, that's where he was buried. As if the Jewish people are saying, Yosef, we returned you to the place where we took you from. But Lazar, Ben Aaron, Mason, and Elazar dies. So the, all the remnants of the previous era, Yeshua dies, the son of Aaron dies. All the people, the one who took over Aaron as the coin, he died. And he's buried, and Yeshua dies, and the bones of Yosef are buried. With that, we conclude the entire Sefer Yeshua. Really, Mazel Tov, congratulations to all those that finish. Again, please feel free to reach out. And let me know if you've finished, if you have any questions, how we should be doing things differently. But it really, really is a, an unbelievable accomplishment. And as always, thank you so much for taking time out of so many of your days to finish Sefer Yehoshua.